When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Crime Club. I'm still Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. Abstract Sexy, a.k.a. The Thinking Man's Ralmo. But no more of that fucking about nonsense is an interview with the geezer that used to sell crack after a little jingle. Of course, enjoy. Right, so, Philip. Yep. You used to sell crack, is that fair? Um, yeah, I did used to do that. that. That did happen at one point in my life. Obviously, we're not going to say the location, but it was a location outside of London. You were it going was to outside say. of London. Um, I'd say about 40 minutes on a train. Right, okay. Central London. Would, were, you, were you doing a daily commute, or were you living out there? Um, no, you go, basically, you go down there, and you do kind of like four days on, four days off. So you go down there, um, stay there for four days, um, and just basically just run the whole dealings of the, the, the crack selling, really. And it's in the house, yeah? Yeah, it's crack, in the house crack owned house. by uh, a crackhead, and he'd get like uh, a few free bits of crack every now and again, um, yeah, and then he'd just let... So you're living, you're living, you're living with a crackhead? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was this particular crackhead a nice bloke? He was a bit... I felt a bit sorry for him, more than anything, I would say. It was a bit... It was a bit... It was quite... The details of it were dark because it was like you'd go in there and like he'd had his child taken away from him by social services and you go in and there'd be like pictures of his kid on the fridge and stuff like that and there'd be like kids toys like in the front room sometimes and upstairs his kid had a bedroom but then he'd also have like his prostitute mate round doing clients in his kid's bed so it was a bit like mm, I feel a bit sorry for you but also you're quite a big scumbag and crackhead so yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. like Mm, what, what kind of nick was the house in? Was it like um, in disrepair? It, was, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't crazy bad. I'd, I'd say after a party, my own house has been worse. For sure. yeah, right. yeah, but yeah. it was, yeah, it was just, yeah, there's there's a lot of drug taking going on. There's a lot of heroin crap paraphernalia in the house, which is where my house would differ. So. Yeah, well, I hope so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what kind of, did you have a little bedroom and stuff? Or? Um, nah, I was, uh, well, I would say like, I would, I was just in the sofa mainly because it was like it was quite a small house and the, the front door was just went straight into the living room it was a tiny living room like really small like literally like a two up two down yeah I'd kind of stay on the sofa and just like watch TV and um, yeah deal with all the like incoming calls and then what I'd do is I'd like because it was like a really well known like hotspot for selling crap this particular street that I was on like when I'd go and do like a couple of shots I'd go down and they'd be like I'd be on my way to one person and there'd be like three or four different other kind of crackheads saying yo am I you the guy because yeah. obviously there's like a rotation of people so they don't always know who it is yeah, yeah. so it was like a really bad place and like you see police driving around and stuff so it was like 
I was like pretty paranoid about it. So what I'd do is I'd receive the call that so and so wants this there. Yeah. And then I'd give the the guy whose house it was. I'd give him the the drugs, and then I'd make him go out and say it and come back. So I'd just be in the house, kind of holding the big bag. Okay, so it kind of sounds like he. I mean, the crackhead that owned the house was kind of running doing the running of the operation. Yeah. But you were basically yeah. the non-crackhead in charge of the yeah. logistics. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Because the, you don't want the, the crackhead the in minder. charge. You don't want yeah. the crackhead in charge of the logistics. No, you I don't want the crackhead holding the big bag. Oh, that's alright. So you weren't necessarily taking much risk, or were you? I mean, so in, in I terms mean, of individual shots, you weren't taking risk, but no, did you but have to trans- was, transport stuff down there. Um, personally, I didn't. I would, it's usually it would happen like the next person would come and do it. So I did it like once. So whoever's coming on would usually bring it. Or sometimes, if you were doing like a long stretch. Another person would bring it down for you. Right. But there would be times where I'd have to go out and do the shots myself. For instance, oh, this is probably one of the worst ones. Was um, I was sitting there, like at the front door um, on the sofa, which is near the front door, and um, got a knock on the door. I looked through the little peephole, and it was like two guys that I don't know, I didn't really know, like crackheads or anything like that, and I didn't know who they were. So I was went upstairs. I was like, Yo, these people at the door. He's like, fuck, it's social services. Like, they've come and talk about my kid doing this. So I was like, fuck, I can't be in the fucking house right now. This is hot. Like, I've got about fucking two grams of crack in my balls. And I'm sitting in a weird crackhead's house. And I'm definitely not from here at all. So I was like, shit, man. So I dipped into the garden, hiding in the shed while they were there. And then they, they were like staying for ages. I was like, fuck this, man. I can't stay forever. I jumped out of the back garden. And then I had to like potter around in Like I'd been there previously to actually go and paint graffiti in the train yard there so I knew like a secluded area that's kind of away from the main strip to go and hang around in so I kind of had to go like pot around there and yeah that was, that was a horrible time I did like, on, on the street with all of that stuff really that is fuck so were the so- social nice. services were they there to check up and see if the geese were still living in conditions not acceptable for a kid yeah pretty much yeah. That, that sort of vibe yeah okay right are you still an active crackhead which he was which he's obviously saying he wasn't yeah and you know yeah. any that, idea so. if you got the kids back um, I, I hope not because yeah, you know course. like I mean like yeah he loved the kid but he was still like you know running a crack and heroin selling operation out of his house and telling social services that he was in a fixed state to look after his kids and he had brass around there like you yeah, said yeah exactly, yeah exactly and she, she was a fucking cunt man she'd like so basically don't really like for me personally like I didn't really sleep much when I was out there so I'm in the fucking house with a crackhead yeah. so when I got there like I went and gathered like all the knives and shit and put them under the sofa where I was sitting and stuff yeah, yeah. and then but it'd be like so let's say like 11am to 12 is super busy that's like one of the busiest periods of the whole day because that's when they're kind of like getting out getting out of stay and then they want to rock to like getting ready for the day and after about lunchtime there's like a little dip then like early afternoon to like evening it's like fairly busy night's quite busy as well and then it gets to about then after that then you've been up for like fucking ages and like you've kind of fallen asleep you're feeling a bit tired but then it gets like all through the night it's kind of really steady but then the main lull is around like four to like six in the morning but that's also like prime police kicking off the door time so that's also a time where you really want to be awake so I'd try and get like half an hour an hour's kick around four and that's not really enough sleep to like go no. about being on point and doing stuff so yeah that was probably the worst thing just the non-relaxing ever and the lack of sleep yeah fucking hell that sounds quite rough I, I suppose you, were you at any point tempted to get on the crack in order to stay awake? Um, quite definitely not, because he did. Sometimes one of his mates would come round, and uh, yeah, all sorts of unsavoury characters. And then when you're exposed to it that close quarters, yeah. it's like, yeah, this is the most horrible, unglamorous thing I've ever seen in my life. I Powerful way yeah. I want to do it. Powerful That's probably the biggest anti-smoking crack advert I could ever have. Yeah, yeah, pretty for much. Sure. So, but yeah, no, another one thing that did yeah. happen. She, as I say, like where I was like not sleeping too much I was, I was dozing off on the sofa watching I was watching a lot of Robot Wars at the time actually because it was kind of like Craig Charles kind of 
robots and smash around it kind of keeps you up it's quite a good program not to fall asleep to but I was dozing off Robot Wars in the background and um, Robot Wars and Friends as well it's always on Friends is always on but I was dozing off to Robot Wars and um, yeah there was like a knock at the door and I was like get the door mate whatever like that and he's gone oh yeah cool who is he and he's like oh, I can't remember a fucking name now but it was out of the grass and um yeah, she came in, she's like, oh, I'm trying to swim with my mate, like that, blah, blah, blah. and she came in, and then, like, I was kind of dozing off a bit, and she went upstairs, and I kind of, like, I was like, who the fuck's in here, like, what's going on, and I realised she had, like, two fucking panthers with her, and she was trying to do them upstairs in the thing, I was like, the fuck out of the house now, the baseball bat, to, like, get the fuck off, basically, because, yeah, I'm not really about that. So, what, so you had a rule that she couldn't bring her punters yeah. back when yeah. you were in the gap? Yeah. That's a fair yeah. rule, yeah. yeah. Because um, punters could be anyone. They could be like punters at that, but they're not really just come to rob me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For crack. Of course, yeah. And was that was that another prank you had? Were you pranging out people coming to try and break yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. I mean, but it was kind of mad because it's like I don't know. It was like usually like in a lot of places, I imagine there's quite a lot of like fighting for like turf for like selling drugs like that. But where I was, as I say, there were so many crackers. And it's for like like an unbel- like I'm not talking shit, man. I'm talking at least fifty percent of the population, and these at least like four streets around are like mm. addicted to crack and heroin man. like it's outrageous I've never seen anything like um, it um, you were aware of other crack houses in the area yeah 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 of course but you you see it. and then you see you see sometimes I'd be like peering out the window like I'd see like a car pull up and I'd fuck in that car and I'd have a little peer out I'd a little like little hatch that I'd just like look through on the window yeah. and um, yeah I'd look out and I'd see other people like making crack shots and stuff and I think it was like not too bad I think there was enough crackheads to go around for everyone to eat I was about so, to say that sounds like you've got such a such a market there that yeah, no, there's, no, yeah. there's no need for beef no not really which in a way is nice yeah it is nice it was, it was probably like you know I've heard tales about other people I was doing it with like when you do the switch over stuff they've done it like a lot more than me and I've heard stories about you know going to traps like in London and other like worse places and yeah it sounded like the way I was doing it sounded like I walk in the park compared to some other stuff so I was pretty thankful for that oh fair dues I don't know, I suppose we'll talk, we'll talk briefly about any, any other crease or nuts things that happened, maybe particular crackheads that were nuts. Well, yeah, and his brass mate, again, they had a saga, and um, basically what happened, I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing, I was doing something on the sofa, just chilling, and um, yeah, I heard a shout from upstairs, and then they, they've both come, they've both come running downstairs, he's come down first, and she's running after him with a tuna can in her hand, like, screaming, like, whatever, just like, indistinct screaming, and what happened was that guy, as it was, he thought that she'd stolen his brown, so then he'd stolen her crack and was refusing to give it back until he gave her the brown, but she was adamant she didn't take it in the first place, and she couldn't give it back to him for him to then give her crack back. And yeah, they, she was running around, she was a bit bigger than him actually, he was a really like, feeble guy, like, but, uh, yeah, she was running around chasing the tuna can, and like, yeah, I literally had to physically break him up, I had to send her out, and da da yeah, it was, it was, it was like the most bizarre, like, nursery child minder situation you could ever imagine like it was just it was literally like children it was like quite honestly like children fucking hell was it was it an easy job to separate them um fairly yeah I just got the can off of her and then yeah just got the bat out and then they kind of listened to the bat it's interesting maybe they resorted to the can well she resorted to the can as a weapon because she had hidden all the actual weapons yeah there. yeah yeah I think, I think so yeah, I think that's quite possibly true well in which case very responsible of you to hide yeah, them so yeah. they didn't attack each other yeah yeah I mean I was quite selfishly hoping they didn't stab me while I was sleeping but you know that was, that was upside I suppose no I think that's very responsible of you yeah, yeah. Um, no fair dues another, another good thing that I like the best thing about it all the best thing the silver lining one thing that made it all bearable was actually had a dog in the house with him 
and it was fucking massive dog. Half Rottweiler, half Mastiff, like giant. And it was just, man, like, just, I fucking, like, me and this dog just got the fuck on, like, from day one. And he was just like, he was just, I'd be sitting on the sofa and he'd be like, some massive cunt, like, right next to me, like, just chilling, like, head in my lap, just like snoozing. And then, yeah, man, it was like, I remember, I remember one day, like, something happened and, like, I think, I think wanted like another three bit crack and he'd already had like his quota for the day so I was like you can't have any more mate and he started getting like a little bit like irate and annoyed and I was like raised my voice I was like if I could talk to me like that da 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 and then then the dog like started backing me against him because it was quite mad so I think the dog like clocked that he was like this guy's a fucking idiot like yeah. he's a weirdo do you know what I mean like then yeah it's like me and this dog were just like proper good friends man like a sky and I've got to walk him sometimes like it's, 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 it's I imagine good, yeah man. if you've got a big Lovely. fuck off mastiff thing then you're yeah. probably going to feel more comfortable in that yeah 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 of course and I was quite glad that we were friends and he wasn't like kind of more under control you know that would have made it fucking unbearable yeah yeah, yeah that was bad but he was, was a lovely dog he was hilarious but I felt really bad for him because like as I say I took him out for a walk a couple of times but obviously I had like a lot of crack on my person so I didn't really want to be out too long yeah. so I didn't do it too often too busy like doing crack so he's like not really walking the dog and like the back garden was like man have you seen that balls of steel where he puts the dog shit on on, on, on Tower Bridge I've seen a lot of balls of steel but I haven't he's seen the, the devil one oh, he goes yeah. around picking up loads of dog poos and yeah. he puts like 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 puts spaces really close together on like Tower Bridge oh, and like yeah. people gotta walk through it and it's like yeah it's funny yeah. but the garden was like that times five man there was oh, so yeah. much dog like I had to keep the back door closed it just stunk of dog shit it was so bad oh, it's it horrible but yeah I felt really bad for this dog he's a massive dog and he's in a tiny house like yeah. do you know what I mean the fucking front room's about like four maybe five meters across like that's it that's tiny yeah. and he'd just be like cooped up in there all day like needing to run around so, like when I left I was gonna I was gonna actually buy the dog off of him for a rock mm. but um, I was living uh, with my mates at the time and we had two uh, pit bulls at the house and they just had puppies so we had nine pit bulls in the house and I couldn't justify bringing another dog to the house yeah. but I was really on the verge of buying that dog I fucking love that dog like I've got a photo of him on my phone still and I look at him sometimes what was he called? I love it Brilliant dog, Strong brilliant man. dog. I've got a great photo of him on his back on the sofa with his fucking giant aubergine nuts hanging out. He's a great <laughs> dog, really good dog. Hi guys, it's Angelo Sipofimu here telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is, is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen because it's such great stuff. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's fucking dog shit money. Like, it's bullshit, man. Like, yeah, I was about to say, so how much were you want? It's terrible, yeah. man. It was like one one twenty a day. Right, because then you're working 24 hours a day. Yeah, right? yeah, it's 24 hours a day. So it's like, you're going to break that down into like Five actual hourly rate. Yeah, it's fucking hour. bullshit for like risking like up to like seven years in prison. Yeah. Getting stabbed, getting, do you know what I mean? It's fucking dog shit, man. It's, that is, it's that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like, a pound an hour. But then I suppose was, the temptation must be there to snake the big dude that's employed you. No, no, the big dude's like a dude that I know. I'm still friends with him now. Oh, and okay. it's just like, you know what I mean? I, I went to him and asked, yo, can I do it, man? Because I yeah, know yeah. he did it. I just need that. It was literally, it's the instantness of the money. Yeah. It wasn't the like, it's really good money or it's yeah. like, I could make a lot of profit off it. Yeah. Just I need money that yeah. very second. And yeah, I did it and it fucking, I paid my rent. I got yeah. through it and I got more work afterwards. Yeah, and then I was thankfully you know I had enough work afterwards that was really like yeah I'm never doing that fucking bullshit again because it wasn't long I didn't yeah. like it at all so. yeah of course and so your, your mate that you were working for in this period yeah. in the crack then yeah. um, is he a particularly dangerous individual is no. it, I suppose people like, people listening yeah. might want to know if, no, kind of, no, if no. your average crack kingpin is yeah. uh, even that hard or you know yeah. or unpleasant I think it was no he's a lovely guy yeah. lovely. he's my friend I was yeah. a friend with him before I was a friend with him afterwards yeah. and it's like you know if you, if you do something to like really fuck up his money or really fuck him up then then yeah, he'll fuck you up, but he also knows a lot of dark people that probably do a lot darker things to you than he would do himself, you know? Yeah. So, I'd say and does that. he have to be particularly paranoid in his line? Of work? I suppose you must be in a, yeah. in a sense, but is he, did, do you get that impression? Is he always concerned about being fucked over by other people, by rivals? Um, uh, no, not particularly, I don't think, man. I think it's like, that's the main thing with him, because how it would work would be that he would get the, the, the nitties to call his phone back in London, then he'd receive that call and then call me up and say, yo, this person needs this there, mm. can you go and get to sort it out, then I go do it, and then that way he keeps a tab on every shot that's done and knows what's going on from London without actually being there, you know? So it's quite yeah. a good way of like keeping tabs on it, to be honest. I suppose, did you ever think about asking your pal for a pay rise, or was it just, was it just like blanket? That's, that's, just, that's just what it is, man, like, do you know what I mean? That's the deal, asking, yo, what's the deal? Yeah. That's the deal, that's what it is, man, it's just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and just, um, do you know anyone else who did it for longer? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know someone else did it for longer, and it was um, it was actually quite well, not haps because it was like friends of mine. But like after I, I stopped doing it, kind of a little while afterwards, it, the, the place got quite a lot like hotter, and um, yeah, I think the yard got raided or someone had to like jump out of a first floor window, fucked up their leg, has like run out of there. So I was pretty happy that happened for it. But one thing that happened, I was walking around and um, I was going to do one shot, and um, come over. Did something so I had to go and do it. And um, I was walking around with like the little little bit of crack in my mouth, like that's the thing man, like you have to do that. And then yeah. Well, so when you're in the shot you put it in your gob so you Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, just it up in the top of your so gum. You get like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that. Or like if they're trying to search you, you just swallow it real quick, like you know what I mean? I was bagging it up so I've made sure it was bagged up well yeah. and stuff. So but yeah, I had it in the mouth, which is fucking horrible man, like it's dark. that's just a fucking horrible thing to do, yeah. like do you know what I mean? Put a bit of crack in your mouth, like and it's, it's not on man. It's just, no, I'm not about that, but I had to do it, man. It's like you do get nicked or what. So anyway, I've done that. And um, yeah, I was walking along, I did the shot, and I was on my way to a nut, so I'd, so I'd try and pattern like a few shots in one trip out, 
and try and like work out a good route to do them all in one so you're not walking around any more than you need to and not going out of the house more than you need to in case the house is getting watched you know and then um, so yeah I was going I'd done the first shot and the first shot I was like yo watch out there's like CID around the corner I was like fuck this is bait I'm just going straight back to the house and I'm on my way back to the house and I see the fucking fed car like fucking like walking up the fucking like coming creeping real slow up the road and I was like fucking hell man I thought like yo am I going to swallow this bit of crack or what am I going to do and I thought nah man I'm not fucking swallowing it I fucking like bent down and I fucking like threw it in a drain and then I still had like some, I think I had like another bit on me somewhere in my pocket and I was just like stayed crouching behind this car and watched them pass and fucking just like dipped it back to the fucking yard like looked all up and just like yeah and that was like I think it was like a few days after that that I was just like man no, I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. man it's too close I'm not I'll go to fucking prison for graffiti but I will not go to prison for fucking selling crack man no way oi 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 Very sensible. No. And was that the closest you reckon you came to? Yeah, I reckon that was the closest I came yeah. there. Because I sold, I sold weed at uni for, yeah. for an extended period yeah. of time, and obviously nowhere near the same level of risk. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I could kind of, like, I, I, my healing setting point was that I was always on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Um, and that I, uh, and my weights were decent. Yeah, um, yeah. But I remember I got I was smoking weed at the time, so I got prang. Yeah. 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 Um, I, mean, I wasn't making that, I was shifting about an ounce every five days. My yeah. Peak. Uh, for about a year, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe about two hundred quid a week, maybe a bit more. Not bad, but um, I, but um, I never shot out the house. I always walked yeah, back. Yeah. And um, and then there'd be uh, I remember one time I probably I think Arsenal playing United, yeah? yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna. I'd always walk at least. I'd, I'd never do it outside my gaff. Right? Yeah, I'd always yeah, walk yeah. to a different location, like, at least like hundred yards away minimum. Yeah. Um, but I was like fucking hell Arsenal, about to, Arsenal United's about to start yeah. don't want to miss a minute of that so I let some geezer come to my gaff just out the front door she yeah. did it as soon as I did that I saw two white bald geezer step out of a fucking, <laughs> out of a fucking car and I was like fuck <coughs> is yeah. this what I think yeah, it is yeah, they yeah. start walking right towards walk my mouth like. I was like fucking hell are these the geezer is this it is this <laughs> it man <laughs> so what I did I, I just turned around bolted back into my gaff um Lobbed all my cash about 400 quid in cash Lobbed it yeah. all in the fridge freezer Yeah yeah, yeah. Took the sim out of my fucking Chotter's phone yeah, Dipped yeah. it in the fucking In a little um, Clothesline hole In the garden <laughs> the And just sat there Pranging out For the, yeah, rest, yeah. For the rest of us To be no. made um, oh, Nothing fucking happened Yeah 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 I was probably yeah. just being paranoid But that's yeah. when I started To jack it in Yeah 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 Once you start to think Hang on I could go At any moment here You just, yeah, yeah, you just yeah, pack yeah. it in though. It's long it's long If it's not like do you know what I mean and if it's like it's probably similar things with like just selling a little bit of weed at uni and being fucking like low on the rung in a crack selling operation is that you don't see any really big money very quickly or at all so it's like you know I've done like selling drugs at festival for instance you kind of like you get like if you're like on it and people like if it's good fezzy then you get a lot of money really quickly and that's that's a buzz also man that's like that releases dopamine in your brain that's like similar to doing cocaine or something like making large amounts of money like really quickly is like a thing like there's like chatting to my mate about it and he's like he only sells drugs he sells drugs a lot and he um he knows of people that where he's from that go to um like help groups for dealing drugs being addicted to dealing drugs really? yeah because it's like they, it's like it's like a rush yeah. it's hard to like once you like get used to making like large amounts of money very quickly it's hard to like you know go to like a fucking 9 to 5 and like get what like 80 quid 100 quid a day you know like yeah. and having to work a whole day for that and like not what's it called Shots Anonymous yeah it should be it should be it should be <laughs> man 
should be. Shot as anonymous, yeah, mate. man. But, right. it's, but, it's, it's, it, but yeah, it's like with the whole selling crack and uni oh, thing, you like don't gambling. really get it's, that. It's gambling. Yeah, it's it's gambling because you're taking a gamble. You could yeah, go it's a risk. It's a risk you could factor, go inside yeah. at any time. So you're taking a gamble. Risk factor. You're getting money. You get a reward for it as well. Exactly. So it's like. Exactly. I was taking a piss there, but it's a legitimate reason to go for a meeting for it. It is. It is. It is. It's a hard thing to get people out of it, you know. It's like, you know, like career criminals and stuff. It's the same thing, like this. Yeah. Once you get like into that like thing, like doing the bank, it's like, whoa, I've got 20 grand there. Like, do you know same, what about, I mean? same about nicking stuff. Sometimes it's not, yeah. it's not about the profit or making yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, about the rush the of fucking getting yeah, away yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a mate at a festival who uh, had brought an ounce of Mandy. He sold it all within about one meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went yeah, up exactly. to some mates he knew from uni. Exactly. Big circle, about 20 yeah. of them. One ounce, yeah. bang, 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 made about two yeah. grand, but well, one and a half grand yeah, in yeah. about five minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The rush exactly. that. Same as exactly. Winning, well, same as when winning in a bet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You just got like boom, like that. Yeah. I've got a good story about St. Drugs at festivals. Yeah, actually. I just got back from the festival, um, bloody Boomtown, about about uh, three days ago, and uh, <laughs> <coughs> this is fucking hilarious, man. This was a running joke at the festival, but um. I went with two other mates, like it's a close knit group, we went to meet up with a load of other friends, but um, me and these two other guys, we uh, we all plugged like uh, MD, plugs putting uh, drugs in your asshole to get f- into a festival or whatever. Yeah. So we'd all done it, and then I had like a half ounce of, half ounce of Mandy, my other mate had a half ounce of Mandy, and the other one had an ounce of Mandy and thing. And um, let's just call him so I've got this ounce of Mandy in his house, we've gone to the festival, and he's gone with, with my other mate, the half ounce, they've gone to the toilet to get it out, and then come back without my other mate I'm sitting in like I've got two tents and like they're facing each other I'm sitting in tents having a fag like just minding them and he's come back without, without my other mate and he's gone into the tent and zipped it up and I just heard him rustling around in there I was like mate what, what are you doing in there what's going on and he's like oh I'm, I'm just debanking in here I was like what are you doing you're debanking fucking tent are you nuts you're just making the whole tent to stink of shit the whole weekend well you get the fuck out get to the toilet man what are you doing so he's like come out all sheepish and he's like plodded himself off to the toilet yeah then he's gone to the toilet and then Ralph mate's come back and then he's got his thing out and he's uh, yeah we're just like banging it up in the tent and then Cornus has come back again and then uh, he's just like he's just like plotting outside of his tent like doing whatever I was kind of engrossed in what I was doing and then I just I smelt this massive waft of shit and I was like hang on a minute where's that coming from yeah so I unzipped the tent looked out and I've just seen him like bare hands with this pooey little parcel yeah just like trying and failing to like unravel the cling film I was like mate what the fuck are you up to like do you even bring no gloves and he's like well no I'm new to this I don't know what I'm doing and I was like mate that's fucking common sense man like you're shitting out into your hand man like you need some gloves and then he was like, oh, leave it boys. Like, but the funniest thing is, like, he shat it out in the toilet and then carried it all the way back to the tent in his bare hand and then proceeded to, like, unwrap it all in his bare hand. And then we were, like, joshing him a bit for it. And then, um, yeah, and then we, um, we went, to, went to the first stage. It was literally the first stage we went to. And after about 20 minutes, he was like, all right, boys, I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to the bar. Are you going to be here when I go back? He's like, yeah, we'll be here back, mate. He's cut. Didn't see him for the rest of the festival. What, didn't see him. I don't know. I think he just met up with like, one other mate or something. But I think he took it a bit to heart. Oh, what, you're too embarrassed about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. So bad, he just cut out. But then we went back to, we, went, we ended up moving our tent to another campsite. Uh, the next morning and then we, we went to move our tent and there was like a massive poo smear all on like the zip bit of his tent we were like oh, oh mate allow it it was dark well, it's not you being embarrassed about having got shit all over you yeah, yeah when are you going to go to a fucking another you're going to chill with some other mates and just yeah, yeah. Like, still have shit all over you yeah 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 exactly it oh. was just like it was, uh, mate it's just common did he make his money then um, 
Nah, I, don't, I think we, we got sent a photo of him uh, on the last day, and he's uh, he's like he's like a Croydon geezer. It looks kind of like that. He's got a, like tie back hair, but other than that, it's like a proper Croydon geezer. But um, we got sent a photo of him from like another mate that's seen him around, and he was wearing like some like. I don't know, weird, like, some, like, Indian, maybe, like, I don't know, Asian, like, kimono gown sort of thing, and, like, some kind of, like, mad, like, Egyptian headdress thing, and had, like, all of his hair down, like, Jesus, and uh, a mate said that he, he was going, he was saying that he was the, the MDMA uh, guru, and he was just giving out all of his food to make people happy, so, I mean, he had a good time in the end, though, he had a good time in the end. Was that, was that possibly because yeah. he couldn't sell it because it was a stank of shit? Yeah, quite, quite possible, <laughs> quite possibly, I mean, like, usually you want your MD to be a little bit brown, but I wouldn't say uh, you want it to stink of shit. Many, many thanks to Philip there talking about his time selling crack in the provinces of southern England. Crime Club does not condone selling crack or any drugs for that matter, even if you shelve up your bumhole to get it into a festival. But even if we did condone those things, what in the name of fucked up class A drug buggery would you do about it? Eh? Jingles, as always, by Ed Beaumont. Shout out to the great big owl lads. If anyone wants to get in touch with their own crimes or crimes with a friend, you can email into crimeclubpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at crimeclubpod. All one word. Next week's episode is called Moral Panic. Until then. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Great big owl. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast. Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat! Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.